So welcome back to my podcast. Man, I'm so excited about the subject today. We are going to be talking about the light. Now, I, I, I kind of really get into some science stuff, but there are two subjects that always amaze me, scientifically speaking. I have read a lot and studied a lot about time, the concepts of time. But another one that just draws my attention is light. So we're going to talk about light. We're going to talk about spiritual light. Of course, we'll be comparing it to some things about natural light. But we're going to talk about spiritual light today. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Tim Atterbury. I'm a missionary to Honduras, but right now I'm still in the United States while I'm recording this podcast. Excited about being there, which makes me wonder because it seems like in other countries, I've visited Europe and uh, they're so logical there. Like United States, we're so caught up in the logic of things, uh, the science side of things, really. And that's all great, but it can really pull us away from spiritual aspects. I noticed in Honduras, there's a little more of a spiritual side to people, a little more tradition, customs, and things that, that feel a little more on the... I mean, sometimes it's it's not. It's, it's superstitious, maybe, but we all have our superstitions and the cultures different cultures there are more superstitions but there's also more openness to spiritual things and and that's where i'm at with this because sometimes i experience with christians in the united states we tend especially we're not real pentecostals now pentecostals might be an exception in some ways but we tend not to want to leave that logical side to just dive into spiritual things um, a lot of the pentecostal church likes you know miracles signs wonders uh get criticized sometimes by others because they're chasing all these things but uh gifts of the spirit want to know more about that but but let's just be honest i mean we all have our opinions differently and we have our experiences that are different but one thing is true to, to escape this logical side of ourselves this very human side of ourselves this fallen human side of ourselves is difficult because we are spiritual creatures first. We are, you are, I am a spiritual creature. And this has to mean something. And when we're talking about giving our lives to Christ, when we talk about faith in God, when we talk about being born again, we're talking about spiritual illumination. We're talking about a renovation of our minds. We're talking about acting and, and being different because of something that's touched our lives. A creator God who, who came in the form of a man and died for us. So come on, that's spiritual. And, and it's hard for us. We, we have a hard time with that sometimes because we're just not, we don't think every day in that spiritual way. As a matter of fact, things that look like Eastern religion sometimes, kind of like, if I, I, if I use the term meditation, some people are like, what, what do you mean you, you're meditating? And I meditated for two hours on Christ. What, what, what is that? Or if you mention self-help, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not godly. Well, that Paul says, renovate your mind. You renew your mind. There is something we have to do. So we have kind of pushed away from it so far that we don't even want to be part of something that's true and biblical. I mean, it's not quasi-science or pseudoscience. It's spiritual living that we do as Christians. We are, it's a spiritual thing. And the ideas 
that come to help us spiritually speaking seem kind of mystical or or out there some sometimes. I mean, think about this. Let's just be real. The New Testament believers were Christians. They were like us. Now, I'm not saying everything is exactly the same for us. I mean, we've got special callings. They had special callings, so it'll be different. But think about this. The writers that are trying to give us a clue on how we're supposed to live spiritually, instructions on living spiritual. Paul, the Apostle Paul, saw a light and a voice came out of it. Peter, an angel, pulled him out of a prison and threw him into the street before he even realized what was happening. He was still half asleep. And an angel, an angel, escorted him out of the prison, hit him on the side, woke him up. I mean, think about it, if that happened to you how life-changing that would be. (laughs) James, who speaks of God as the Father of lights, and look, in in Him there is no shadow of turning. In other words, it's so bright all around us that you don't even see a shadow move. There's no shadow move whenever the light is there all, all around us. That's an amazing verse. But John, 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 I'm talking about the the apostle, the disciple, John, who knew Jesus better than any of us. John, his first cousin, his best friend, he never really talked about how much he loved Jesus. He always tells us how much Jesus loved him. <laughs> I find that kind of I find that crazy, but interesting. I mean, come on, we sing how much we love Jesus. I mean, there are songs about His loving us, but how often do we just think about all the songs that we sing to Him about our love for Him? It's like we're doing something. Sometimes we just have to get it right. We have to at least realize it's because He loved us, right? There's a verse in Ephesians that says that we are light and we're once darkness. Did you know that? Did you know you are light and you were once darkness? It doesn't say you were in the darkness. You were darkness. You know what darkness is? It's the lie. Darkness is a lie. It's a deception. You were a lie, a deception, wandering around following the devil who was who was leading you to nowhere because the blind leading the blind gets you nowhere that's what you were but now you are light you walk in the light you are um walking in God's light you are you are partaking in spiritual divinity you are one with Christ John 1, 1, somewhere around 1 through 4, I've memorized this in the King King James Version of the Bible, so bear with me. I'll try to quote it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God, the same who was in the beginning. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And that life was the light 
of men, and that light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You see, darkness cannot comprehend light. If you, if you had a match in a cave and you light it up, I was able to see this. I, I'm in Kentucky. I live in, right now. I'm not in Honduras. I'm in Kentucky. And um, I've been to Mammoth Cave. There's some dark caves. You go into these caves really deep, and they turn off all the lights that they have on in there, and it's pitch dark. But when they light a match, you can see because darkness leaves, and you can see so well. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Light invades darkness, and darkness cannot stay where there's light because it's an absence. It's an emptiness. It's a, it's spiritually speaking, it's a lie. It's a deception. In natural light, when it comes to natural light, you and I can't see it. Like we see in the daytime, but we can't see hardly anything at night, right? And Psalms 139, 12 says, even the darkness is not dark to you. Speaking to the Lord, the night shines like the day. Darkness and night are alike to you. You see, God always sees. He always penetrates the darkness. His, because the darkness is not in him. He is light. So that leads me to, okay, so this is a logic. This is a spiritual logic that I'm trying to follow here. So, so hang with me. Light, spiritual light or spiritual enlightenment of God's love puts you in a place, a revelation, when you have faith and trust in this love of God through His Son, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, was the light of the world while it was here, and now your light in this world through the Lord, what the Scriptures say. Then we're looking with spiritual eyes, eyes of love into a darkened world, which is looking into a deception and a lie and seeing people wandering around in it. And we, we see they're meant to be more. We pull them out of that darkness, that lie, that deception. There is only one truth. There is only one truth. When Jesus was standing before Pilate, he said he was here to testify of the truth. He said the Holy Spirit would come and testify of him. So when the Holy Spirit's in each of us, he is testifying of Jesus, who is testifying of the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that God so loved the world. God is love. And Jesus gave himself for us to pardon us of our sins. Forgive us. We have to practice forgiveness because we are in the light. And you cannot be in the light and not be practicing forgiveness. You see, it's when we don't trust and we don't live in that faith in what God is doing in our lives that we wander into the darkness and we wander into the lie and the deception and then the disobedience. Colossians 3.11, it tells us that Christ is in all. And then, interestingly, 1 Corinthians 15.28 tells us one day when, when all of this is said and done, everything's completed in Christ, that he will 
give his crown or his authority to the one who gave it to him, God, the Father. Imagine that. Receives it all, and he is then all, it says he is all in all. You see, God is sovereign. His sovereignty means that he is responsible for everything that has ever happened, ever existed, ever will happen, ever will exist. He holds himself accountable and is responsible for it and is out to fix it. And he will fix it. And he has already reconciled the world to himself through Christ. But there's some completion that's taken place. And you'll see Christ fulfilled the law through love. And you will also see in the scriptures that part of our role is to fulfill the love. So he is doing it through us as well. But it's all done through love. Love is that light that shines in the darkness. Love. So God is love. And cannot be held to boundaries of time or space. God is love, and there is no lie in him. There's no darkness in him, because darkness is not true. Nothing can hide from him, because his light shines through all. When his light shines on us, we see our own shadow, not anything from him. We cast the shadow. That's the darkness. It's in us. But when we let his light shine bright enough, We'll be complete in him and we'll not see a shadow anymore. No shadow turning in him. I love that scripture now. The only purpose that I can find when I'm looking at the scriptures this way, the only purpose that darkness serves is to reveal the truth. The truth. To reveal Christ. To reveal spiritual life. Light is a revelation. And it overcomes the lie, the darkness. Any evil, sinfulness, wrongdoing, rebellion, any consequences brought on by the darkness leading to natural or carnal behaviors, it's all revealed as it responds to the light. When we stand in the light, the only shadow is for sure going to be us. So walking in the light is a spiritual choice, or we can walk in our own shadow all day. We can choose to walk away from the light, walk away from the truth. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we walk away from that light, it'll just expose true darkness in us that's, that's ugly and never has been good. You know, in, it's interesting that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 4, it says, God saw the light and it was good, and he separated that light from the darkness. <laughs> he, he never said the darkness is good. I'm just saying. So it's not good for you either. It's not good for you to walk in a lie. Just think for a minute. Anything that's not motivated by love is being motivated by some form of deception. Is that, it's kind of hard to comprehend, isn't it? This darkness can't comprehend light. I mean, even the things we 
do day in, day out. And we even feel good in our conscience. You know, sometimes we we feel good in our conscience about doing it, but then is it really what we're supposed to be doing, what, what we know the Bible says? We say, well, you know, it doesn't bother me when I do it. I'm okay with it. Maybe, and, and I'm not saying that it may be a bad interpretation of scriptures, or maybe there is more light. That's, maybe somebody's weak in faith. I don't know, but listen to this scripture here. It's in 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. It says, this is how we will know what, this is how we know we belong to the truth, and we'll convince our conscience in his presence. Even if our conscience condemns us, wow, God is greater than our conscience, and he knows all things. Dear friends, if our conscience doesn't condemn us, we have confidence before God and can receive whatever we ask from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. And now this is his command that we believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him, and he in him. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the Spirit he has given us. So, friend, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by your conscience or what others say or do. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. There's, there's no fear in the light. The love of God casts out fear. The perfect love of God casts out fear. And we embrace that perfect light, and we walk in the love of Christ. We'll begin to detach from fear. As this detachment takes place, we will find ourselves changed in the presence of God. We will see opportunity for light to do its perfect work, and we'll see the light the love of God, changing our lives and changing lives around us. We'll no longer be influenced by darkness and a lie and a deception that says Jesus didn't die for our sins, that Jesus didn't take the sin away from the world. We'll live in a true love that lets us know that freely we have received and freely we'll give out this love and this life, and we'll see the prisoners be set free. We'll see the condemned delivered. Wow. It is the work of the love of God in our lives through us to this world around us. There is nothing more powerful. And if you really want faith to work in your life, then we have to understand something that I always say somewhere in my podcast, usually at the end, I'll say this, that faith works through love. So put your faith in the grace of God, friend. Let it happen. Let the light shine and change the world. Let it reveal the darkness. The darkness will be overcome by the light. The revelation will come. It will change the people around you that see it. And they'll begin to come. And they'll they'll begin to come and they'll receive Christ. They'll accept the truth. Wow. Walk in the light. Walk in the light, friend. That's all I can say. Walk in the light. 
Let it reveal everything. Let it guide you to all truth.